Hey, YouTubers and friends, how are all of you doing tonight? So good to see each and every one of you. Bill, good to see you, Ohio Relic Hunter. And for the very first time, Rockhound Talk, Talk Live. Amber will be on our show in April, I believe it is. Should be a really good show. Talk all about rocks. I see we have Mr. Lodak, the world's greatest moderator. Good to see you. David Villa. Hola, bien amigo. Muchas gracias. Donde esta usted? I don't know. Been a long time since I've had to use that Espanol. David Alfonsati, good to see you. Johnson from Wisconsin, hello. GoPro Unlimited, good to see you. All my no gold in Utah. <clears throat> Lion friends. Um, Joy Johnson, good to see my friend, my brother of another mother, good to see you. Terry Curry, and I think I'm all caught up momentarily um tonight we have three guests joining us we have wayne from century he's the president of central maine gold prospectors um i contacted him because i was interested in talking about Skookum Gold Mining Camp up in Alaska. And I've heard some good things about it, seen some good videos about it. And he happens to, the owners happen to be joining us tonight too. Uh, Blake and Lisa Harmon, um, they also own and operate Cross uh, Miners Depot in Quartzsite, Arizona. So, without any more further to do, let's get this party started. We'll be back in just a flash. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Tuesday Night Hangout Live. Hey, out, it's Tuesday night. 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 Hey, out, it's T
Doggone it, Ed. Welcome, everybody, and welcome Wayne, Blake, and Lisa, which she's in Alaska, up at the camp. And, uh, you know, there could be some internet issues and network issues on her, and she can hear and see us, but I can't hear her, and I can we can't see her, see? Uh, but welcome, Lisa, Blake, and Wayne. It's good to have you Bye. tonight on Tuesday Night Hangout Live. Where... Nice to be here. And yes, Jeff, all you other gold porn addicts, be patient. Because <laughs> both these gentlemen has some gorgeous, beautiful, shiny specimens, nuggets to wet your whistle. All of you. Male, female, all of you treasure porn and gold porn addicts. I think they got you covered tonight. Ron Blake, Han Wayne. I think, I, I think we do. But you got to wait. I'm not going to have it. You guys get too carried away and go somewhere <laughs> else. You got to wait. <laughs> well, Blake. What inspired you to establish Kukum Gold Mining Camp as a so resort and stuff? So it's it's a little bit of a story. So going back to where I got started with prospecting, before I even met my wife, uh, we were, uh, I was doing photography and through my photography, I learned people, they mine for gold. I did a lot of ghost town photography and, and I was like, well, that's cool. I want to try that. So uh, I was living in California at the time and uh, there's some places at the time before California got as bad as it is now that uh, you can still go out and dig for gold. And so I went out and dug for gold and found my first flake. And at that point I was hooked for life. <laughs> and so, <laughs> Hey, you know what I'm talking about, Wayne? That's how it works. Uh, it's real. It's real. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so from there, I was like, all right, well, I got a pan and I found a flake. So I'm going to go buy a sluice box. So I got a sluice box and a screen and all the other things that take you to that next level. And, and shortly thereafter, I went to a high banker dredge and uh, it was a really bad disease like it is for all of us. <laughs> and, uh, and that's what got me hooked. And not too long after, uh, I started following the GPAA Gold Show Tour and selling my photography, which was mostly gold mines and ghost towns and things like that. I got to meet a lot of good people. And uh, one of the guys that I met, uh, rest his soul, uh, was named Al. And he's like, well, man, your pictures in Nome would be great. Like, what are you talking about, Nome, Alaska? And he's like, well, don't you know about Triple River Camp? I never heard of it. And he's like, well, let, come over to my booth, and I'll show you all about it. And he showed me everything that he knew about 
the camp up in Nome that GPA ran till about 2015 or 16. And I was like, wow, that looks like a lot of fun. So I volunteered to go up and help them and had a great time. And long story short, by 2019, I worked for the company and eventually took over all their outing operations and camp operations and mining claim operations and uh, had a really good time doing it. And that's the same time frame that I met my wife, Lisa, who is still showing that she can hear us. Uh, we can't hear her. <laughs> yeah, I and, had a uh, terrible blonde moment, Blake. I'm sorry. I, uh, sorry. I forgot to, I'm, I was live here feeding my, my encoder to YouTube, but I forgot to push the live at YouTube and my great chat room here, all my friends in live chat. I, I thought I might've been muted because David Villa said, check your mic, Ed. And I'm like, uh -oh. my mic's working. And then I look up and say, start stream. And I'm like, oh, Ed, you blonde. Uh -oh. I enjoyed the story. So you, say you, 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 you blonde dumbass. Beep. Um, so <laughs> if you wouldn't I mind. can start over. I've done the story. I've been... <laughs> I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll do a short version of the start of the show, everybody. Uh, you can catch it tomorrow, I promise. <laughs> yeah. Please. So my wife is sending me text messages right now that says, shorten the story. So shorten shorten the, story. the story. Okay. Yeah. Shorten the story. But they didn't hear the question. Uh, yeah. So, what inspired you to establish Skooka Mining Camp, Gold Mining Camp? So, we'll put it into the uh, abbreviated version. And we've always <laughs> wanted to have our own. Uh, uh, I, I worked for GPAA starting back in 2012 and as a volunteer even before that. And, uh, and so we always enjoyed gold prospecting. And when I worked for GPAA, my favorite part of working for the company was being able to go out, be around other prospectors and be able to spend time with them and teach them things that they didn't know when they came. Because ultimately to me, no matter what type of prospecting event that you attend, you should come with the intention of learning something, hopefully finding right. some gold. Right. And so uh, when I ran, Triple River up in Nome. It was a great experience. I made a lot of lifetime friends, and uh, was I learned. Spike what Little like John it. working up there too while you were there. He did. He worked there when I worked there. Yeah, absolutely. And so, to me, it was a great model, but it was too congested. I wanted something that was a little bit more personal. Right. So when we, when my wife and I developed Skookum, we wanted it to be something where everybody would know everybody by the end of the week, learn something, find some gold and have a good time. And so uh, it took quite a few years for all the cards to fall together. You know, first we started just with Miners Depot here in Quartzsite. And when I left GPAA, we still wanted to go to Alaska. And a good friend of mine, Don Carr, it's uh, like, hey, come out and check us out in Central. Like where the hell is Central? Pardon my language. And so no we looked it up and we decided to go out there and check it out. And as soon as we got there, we were like, well, this is pretty rural. I'm not sure this is for us. And, 
And, but it was as soon as we met him and went out and started exploring and prospecting, we're like, wow, we love this place. And over the next few years, we actually uh, bought a house up there and developed a gold mine there. We're running heavy equipment. And we knew that we wanted to make that the place where our gold camp was based. And in 2021, the Roadhouse in our town, which is a bar, restaurant, hotel, groceries, and gas, and all that stuff, uh, came available for sale. And so we talked to them, and we're like, hey, you know, this is what we want to do. Is this something that will work for you? And the stars aligned, and we got the opportunity. We knew that was the last piece of the puzzle that we needed to make Skookum a reality. And Skookum is a term that is used widely in the Northwest. Uh, it stands for strong, brave, powerful. Um, and it also is the name of our patented property. And for those of you who don't know what patented property is, that means uh, you own the land, you own the minerals, uh, both. So a mining claim, you own the minerals. Private land, you own the land, but you don't always own the minerals. Patented, you own both. And so the guy that patented the ground that we have he called it Skookum. And so that's kind of what inspired us to call it Skookum. And so when we had the chance to buy the roadhouse, which gave us the rest of the tools that we needed to make the camp a reality, we decided to carry the name forward. So now it's Skookum Gold Camp and Skookum Roadhouse. Awesome. <laughs> I like it. And, the swag. <laughs> and yeah, I, I told you about Skookum Creek, Washington, which... Had its own little rush back in the day. I like the name, you know. It's, yep. it's Skookum. It's catchy. <laughs> uh, it's unusual. And uh, it's going to be famous. Now, so what year did you start it? So this will be our third summer with camp. So let's see. We're so 22 was the first year that we ran the camp. Uh, we've been going up there much longer than that, like I said. Um, but our first year with the camp was 2022. Right on. Can you describe to the audience and me uh, the experience and services that's available there? And it is sure. all so, inclusive, so, right? Yeah. So our camp is all inclusive. And I want to start by saying that every camp that does kind of what we do has a unique experience. Everyone right. has something different to bring to the table. There's AKA you and Nome. There's uh, the camp over uh, gold fever prospecting over on the 40 mile river and everything is different. So uh, eventually for the people that come up and try them all, they'll learn what they like the best. But what Thank I you. like about what we do is, you know, uh, we're family run, which most of them are. Uh, and we provide the opportunity for people to try everything that they want to try. So when guests come to our camp, we pick them up in Fairbanks, Alaska. They spend seven nights with us. And we've got a hotel, so it's nice, comfortable beds. Uh, they come into our restaurant. They eat off the menu. So I'm a really picky eater, like to a fault. So <laughs> I could live on grilled cheese sandwiches every day, and I'd be good. Anyways, uh, we have a nice restaurant with a whole range of food options. So you don't have to just eat whatever's on the menu for that night. You can just, Hey, I want a burger. And if you want a burger every night, that's fine. Uh, right. So 
we got something that'll fit every diet and then they can hop out and go to our claims uh, and private property on ATVs or side by sides, depending on the size of their group. And, and then we're going to be out there with them to teach them. So if you want to go out one day and dredge, and then the next day go out high bank, next day go out metal detecting, and maybe the next day just take an ATV adventure to the top of the mountain. That's okay. We're very uh, open as far as letting people kind of do what they want to do. Yeah. And we try to provide all the tools that they need to try everything that they want to try, even if they only come for a week. Are, are yeah. there any like ghost towns or old mining ruins or anything in the nearby area for them to explore like up on 40 mile? A little bit. So there is an old uh, town site on Deadwood Creek, which was uh, pretty big at one time, but is not anymore. Uh, but we also, for the people that really enjoy the history of it, uh, we have the museum here in our town. Uh, so it's actually a really nice museum for the size. And I think you got to go there, right, Wayne? Yeah. yeah, we went down. Beautiful mining museum. Nice displays. Really nice lady work there. Yeah, oh, well I, worth going down. I forget the name of the town, closest town there. I was looking on a map when Wayne and I were talking about it. Uh -huh. Uh, what's the name of the town again? Circle. So from, from Fairbanks is to us, and then the next town down is called Circle. Circle. That's the closest, biggest town to you. Yeah, and they're not much bigger than we are. <laughs> so Fairbanks really is the next biggest town. Uh, my, my friend Troy Johnson, he's also from Ohio, but he has the claim up in B.C. on the Similkameen River. Very very good river for sure the part in washington <laughs> uh, but he wants to know what size dredges so we have everything for every ability level so a lot of people come up and they've never dredged before in their life and they're not comfortable necessarily with being underwater and there's other people that want to just get at it and have the biggest dredge possible so we have a uh, our, our biggest dredge is the keen supermax uh, which is a large, I would call it industrial size, six inch dredge uh, that can, can move enough dirt to hurt you if you're not careful. Uh, and then we also have a five inch, two, four inch, and a two inch and a one and a half inch dredge. So we've got something for every ability level. And with the medium sized dredges, we try to put them in a place where uh, they will cater to different groups. So one of them, yeah, you might have to get underwater, but you're not going to have to go too deep. And the other one, you could actually long arm and dredge without having to worry about getting underwater and still be able to get bedrock. Yeah. Uh, one thing I can tell you, Ed, uh, I think Blake said it perfectly about the camps of Alaska. They're all good. They all have something to offer. Right. It's just when I went to Skookum the first time, it was just it had a, it had everything I wanted and it felt like family and the people in Central just the locals, when they come into the bar and the restaurant, they're the nicest people you ever want to meet. But the equipment there is top-notch. The lodging is excellent. The food, tremendous food. Uh, there's really nothing I can say bad about the place. Uh, one other thing to mention is it's, it's it abuts a GPAA claim. So if you're a member of GPAA and you're at Skookum, you've got another claim there. So, okay. You, know, nice, you have you nice. have numerous options. Well, that that'd yeah. be a lot of 
the people in the room, including me, I happen to be LDMA also. Mm -hmm. so. so to add to what he said, um, the first time we went to Central, mm -hmm. through my friend's recommendation, uh, we went to the GPA claim. And first, the first year, all we had was a sluice box and a, and that was basically it. So we were crevicing and grabbing some dirt put it in buckets and going down to the creek and finding gold. We found some gold. And then the next year we went up, uh, I brought a five-inch dredge. And even on those claims, which a lot of people think GPA claims are played out because there's so many members and this and that and the other, uh, you'll find quite a handful of people that go up there that are GPA members that spend a good chunk of the summer uh, boondocking it. Mm -hmm. And uh, when, when we went up as a family uh, with the five-inch dredge, we went over there to the GPA clans and we were actually doing pretty good. We were getting like three quarters of an ounce on average a week. Uh, and we weren't working 200 hours a day. We were working a few, you know, enough to where, Hey, I'm getting cold. I got to get out of the water. And, and well, so I would say bang for your buck. We did pretty good on GPA claims. And that's part of what drew us to there and, and allowed us to grow our, our, our presence there. Right. Well, another thing about working 200 hours, one thing that's nice about Skookum is you can prospect, you know, the, when the sun's not going down, you can prospect as long as you'd like. And, you know, some camps shut you off at five o'clock. And so it's pretty flexible. As long as I know where you're at and roughly when you're coming back, I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, yeah. yeah. That's kind of common sense, you know, especially yeah. up there. Yeah. Do you have salmon in the river or creek? <laughs> That's the one thing we don't have, unfortunately. So we're, we're in a place where most of the creeks in our district, so like Deadwood Creek, where a lot of the guys like to dredge, and then the creek that's right next to the roadhouse, which where everybody stays, uh, there's good grayling fishing. You know, anywhere you find a deep spot in the creek, you're going to find grayling. Uh, about a 20-minute ride down the road, you can get to Birch Creek, which is uh, a larger creek, large enough for boats. And that creek has uh, great northern pike fishing, grayling. And once in a while, you'll find a she-fish or a bourbon. But we're so far inland. Um, uh, true. It isn't like you're in no more or even Valdez or Juno Correct. or and yep. yeah Anchorage. So yeah, yeah, you're you're so actually is... not far from. Well, I guess everything's far in Alaska, but you're more <laughs> towards like chicken and stuff towards that end. Yeah. So as the crow flies, we're only 80 or 90 miles away from chicken. Now you can't drive there that fast. You got to right. take a full day trip down to Fairbanks and across and up the, around the corner. Um, <laughs> but so we're, we're definitely in the interior. We're only about a hundred miles as the crow flies from Canada. Uh, so there's pros and cons. So where we're at, we're warmer and drier, uh, but we yeah. don't have the salmon. Right. Yeah. I find it hard to pan salmon. So, you know, I'm happy with gold. <laughs> right, right. No, that's understandable. Well, they flop around, you know. Um, 
Well, you told us how you cater to both the experienced prospector along with the greenhorn and newbie. Um, what, do you take any steps to preserve the natural beauty of your area? Uh, yeah, so uh, Alaska as a whole is the majority of the people that are mining in Alaska are mining on state land. And right. so Alaska is pretty easy going as far as the rules, but they're also common sense. So, uh, for example, so. where our mine is just upstream uh, from the patented property that my friend is running, uh, we can dig pretty much what we want. There's basically two goals. Number one, keep the shitty water part. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's YouTube. Sorry about that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> keep, um, keep the dirty water out of the creek right um, if you're especially from the heavy equipment because that stuff takes a long time to settle um, and number two when you're done you have to try and bring it back to a natural contour um, and really if you do that uh, in a place like Alaska especially within a couple of years you're already going to see some really beautiful saplings some new berry bushes yep. and all kinds of stuff right. that comes in it helps stabilize the terrain and also allow for future growth for other types of uh, plants and vegetation that will reclaim the land back to the, what it was. So yeah. it's, it's about common sense um, and trying to make things where you can get the gold and go back and trying to bring it back the way it was when you started. Right. Yep. And not spoiling it for anyone else. Right. That's Even correct. And the one thing we have going for us with Skookum uh, at our patented property uh, it's not a fish creek, so there's no fish. And actually, before the creek even gets to its termination, it goes underground. Uh, so it's never going to spoil any kind of fish habitat or anything like that. Yeah. Whereas on Deadwood Creek, which is another creek that we have claims on, uh, that one does have fish. Uh, so basically, in that situation, if you're going to be high banking, you have to set up a pond so the material that you're discharging from your sluice has a chance to settle a little bit before it gets back to the creek. Even in Maine, we're so environmental up here, and we we insist on filling in all the holes. It's right. a state law. I mean, we're so diligent up here. Our club actually goes and cleans streams at the end of the year. You know, we have a stream of pickup trucks, and we all split up walk along the streams, pick up any trash we find from fishermen or anything and take it off the streams. And, uh, you know, you gotta be, you gotta respect the environment. Oh, definitely. I, I encourage always picking up others trash and stuff Absolutely. while you're out and about it. Yep. We're ambassadors of our lifestyle. Yeah. And if People I see somebody doing something us. wrong up here, I just I walk up and tell them because one person can spoil it. That's right. You know, we've got to police it. That's right. And if we do it, we won't like what happens. Look, no, look we, what's our, happened our, to California, Oregon, Washington. Sure. Washington State. And they're you know, trying our, our hard is, <laughs> to do it to a lot of others. We monitor what the state is doing, what legislation they're looking at. We testify before the state house, and you save the gold prospect that you've made. And 
Blake State again in Alaska. What a great country. Yeah. That's really coast to coast and in the middle, huh? There you go. There's, there's a whole lot covered. in between, that's for sure. There is. No yep. doubt about it. No doubt yep. about it. Um, uh, do you, does Skookum, does your gold camp uh, contribute to any type of education? for locals and stuff, or is it strictly yeah. uh, a client kind of no, educational so, thing? So basically, because we're, we're, we're year-round residents of Central, and a lot of the people that live there either mine or have been mining at some point in their life, uh, and then there's you get a lot of people that come in as tourists who want to prospect for gold. So our focus is heavily on education uh in general uh both from a from a land rights perspective and a how to do it perspective um so so that is something that's near and dear to our hearts uh and 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 a big part of our focus and we hope to make it even bigger and more than than it is now over the coming years and and so so yeah that's the short answer but <laughs> they've got specific questions i can answer them more directly um, yeah um my friend Jeff from Utah, GoPro Unlimited, he has asked Jay, uh, Blake, what constitutes a group pricing on the gold camp? So, so for us, a group is more than one. Okay. So if you have one person, you pay the, the higher price, which is 2,500 bucks for the week. Uh, if you come with more than one person, or if you come with more than one week, uh, the price goes down to that 2000 that you might have seen on the webpage. Yep. Yeah, I uh, posted the website in the chat also. Oh, I just copied that. I Skookum is affordable, comfortable, and the gold is excellent. Yeah, I, I saw a video from a British guy, I believe. Mm -hmm. Teddy. Teddy. Came over there. <laughs> and uh, so good he's going back. Yeah. Uh, short story about Teddy. It's kind of <laughs> funny. So he came for a week with his buddy Adam. <laughs> and he had already been to Nome and he went to Fairbanks and messed around there. And then he came out to our camp. And uh, as soon as he got back to England, he's like, he calls me and he's like, hey, you have any more room? Like, well, what do you mean? You were just here. Like, yeah, but I want to come back. So he actually came back at the end of the season. And awesome. uh, he had so much fun that next year he's actually going to spend six months with us as a volunteer to make school cool. a better place. Cool. Awesome. Cool. Awesome. That's actually yeah, like a great guy. Shoot, I'm he's a good. He, he, he's, he's awesome. Yeah. He, he's like he's the kind of guy that Johnson. when you're around him, you can't not smile. Yeah, like Dan Johnson from Wisconsin. Exactly. Just just a great guy. Oh, You're man. only saying that because he's on the video. <laughs> oh, I didn't even know he was on. <laughs> no, he's a nice guy. Is he in the room right now? <laughs> Earlier you said he was. Johnson from Wisconsin. 
Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. he's still here. And there was <laughs> another gentleman, Cole, and a friend of mine, Jeff Smith, from California. Oh, my God, you know Jeff? Oh, yeah, I've been out. Actually, when I found my three nuggets, I was with Jeff and Gary. Did you make any of his goats faint yet? No, no. I we met at Gary's house and went up to one of their claims at okay. No Tell Them Creek. You gotta kill me, get it out of me, and that won't happen. So <laughs> I'd be dead. So, so Jeff Smith, I met Jeff Smith quite a while ago. I was working. I was actually. Uh, Gosh, because he lives in Biggs, California, and, and uh, right. we met back when his wife was working for the prison, and he was farming, and they had fainting goats. And, <laughs> I love those. <laughs> and I went out there, and he was doing a show. This is back when Terry Massey was still involved with GPAA, and he was doing a show at a place called Butte Creek, and he asked if I was interested in coming down, and I did, and. Uh, one of the best times of my life. And so I was high banker dredging in the creek and Perry was there and his camera guy and my friend Jeff was there and and uh and I got to go over to his house and I had never seen a fainting goat in my life. And I tell you what, it doesn't take much to get them to faint, that's for sure. I love him. He he's at baseball right now, but he's listening to the show. Now, Jeff, next time I get out to the mother load. Brother, I I want to uh, video some uh, fainting <coughs> ghosts. <Fainting> ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is good. Right on, right on. Uh, anyone, if you have any questions for either uh, Wayne about Maine, Central Maine yep. Gold Prospectors, or Blake about Skookum. Yeah, you uh, can contact tail. me about Skookum, Blake, or Lisa, and I'm always available because I'm old. You know, what <laughs> I have to do? And uh, one of us will get right back to you and let you know what's available, you know, what you get uh, by coming to Skookum. Right. And, and don't snooze because it's filling up. Yeah, it probably so, fills up quick, huh? So we, 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 we focus more on the experience than, than the amount of people. And to me... I'd rather fill up and give everybody a good time than take more people than we can handle. Uh, and so that's going to be our focus forever. Uh, but the one cool thing about what we're doing, especially now. So back when I worked for GPAA, YouTube wasn't really a thing. Everything was just kind of developing as far as digital stuff goes. Uh, but now uh, I don't need to promote the camp. I, I promote the camp, obviously, but it's a lot better to hear people's experiences from the horse's mouth. So if you Absolutely. go online nowadays and you're looking for information on anything, whether it be Skookum Gold Camp or whatever else you're looking for, you're going to find videos about it. So you can go right onto YouTube right now when you're done with this uh, uh, session here and look up Skookum Gold Camp and you're going to find videos that come from people that have been there as a guest. And you're going to yep. find videos that from people that are part of our crew. And you're going to see it from their perspective, not from the owner's perspective. And, yep. and we're honest, but it's always nice to hear it from other people's mouths. Absolutely. 
You know, there's an old adage, I was in sales for 32 years. And Ed, there's an old adage and it says, if you have a good experience, you'll tell your friends, you'll tell your family. If you have a bad experience, you'll stop people in the grocery store and tell them because (laughs) people like to complain. And so the best thing is a reference from someone who's been there and been to multiple camps. Well, word of mouth has been the best form of advertisement for centuries. Absolutely. Uh, I I got a couple of questions. Like uh, my friend Jason, AU Colorado, uh, how hard is it to get to Skookum Gold Camp? Not hard at all. Just get to Fairbanks. Yeah. Yeah, like you said, you just get to Fairbanks. So the way our camp is organized is um, our guests come into Fairbanks and on a Tuesday, whatever Tuesday they arrive, uh, we'll pick them up and we'll drive them all the way out to the camp, which is two to two and a half hours, depending upon the road conditions that particular week. And uh, they spend seven nights with us and we bring them back on the following Tuesday. So they're actually getting a full week, not just six nights. Um, we're getting a full seven nights of camp and that is better for us too because then we can take them back drop them off and then pick up the next group because yep. we're so far uh from fairbanks and so the purpose as long as you can get to fairbanks it's perfect yep. we have had a few people who want to drive all the way to fairbanks let's say they're on a big alaska vacation and they want to do right. a bunch of other stuff and then also do what we're doing we've had them drive right out to the camp we can accommodate that as well uh, so, so we're very flexible and, uh, we do everything that we can to make it as easy on everybody as possible. I mean, if, if you look at it, most camps run Sunday to Sunday and Skookum runs Tuesday to Tuesday. And the reason for that is airfare. It's yeah. cheaper for the customer to fly in midweek, and come to the camp on Tuesday than it is to fly in on the weekend. Right. So, you know, it's going to save somebody 15% at least. Well, I remember you saying there was no fish in the stream. So, uh, what's the bear hazard like? Uh, Bears out by us are mostly looking for wildlife uh, and and, uh, berries. We got a lot of berry bears. And so, um, so far in the years that we've been going up there, there's never been any problem with the bears. They're out there. But when they mm-hmm. hear noise, they go somewhere where there isn't because it's such a yeah. wide open place. We're so far removed from the city that there's plenty of places they can go where they don't have to deal with civilization. Right. So have we had a few bear sightings? Yeah, but they're few and far between. Um, and and we've never had a problem with them, uh, you know, unless you count a steaming pile of poo on the road on your way up a problem, which I don't. So well, living in Maine, I'm used to bears. And black bears aren't an issue. You know, if you surprise a sow with cubs, you might have an issue. But I've seen lots of bears, and I don't even get concerned over them. Now, grizzlies are a different thing. But, right. you know, roll the dice. You know? <laughs> but, but even grizzlies, I mean, I spent a lot of time in Nome because I ran the camp up there. And as long as you don't get in their way, especially between them and their cubs, it's, yep. it's mostly common sense. Yep. Um, Again, and- common sense. Yep. We'll okay. Save it. All right. Uh, now, Wayne, my friend yeah. Troy, he's the avid dredger. Um, 
He's like, how's the dredging in Maine? Well, the dredging in Maine is good. Uh, Maine is a hidden gem. You know, even the people I've known here for almost 40 years, when I tell them I go gold prospecting, they go, gold? There's gold in Maine? Because most people, unless you're interested in gold prospecting, you really don't know. And right. uh, the dredging up here is excellent. We're restricted to a season June 15th to September 15th for motorized. And that includes electric. You know, anything that pushes water is considered motorized. And it's only available on a few rivers. But it's available if you own the land or you have loaned landowner permission, you can dredge. Uh, high banking, same thing because it's motorized. Sluicing, you can do year round up here. There is no closed season. And, uh, you know, panning, of course, you can do all year long. Right. But in the winter, it's like Alaska. You're really not going out in the water. <laughs> so, and, and it's different up here because you can't dig in the banks. You have to dig in the stream or in the gravel bars, and never above the high water mark. But every state is different, and that's why it's important to learn the laws. That's very true. Good, very yeah. good point, Wayne. Um, I think this is for you, Blake, from Jason, the Flower Gold Wizard. Um, you guys ever get to work with Paul Baker at Skookum? <laughs> well, let's see. Ooh. I don't know what it, who is he. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> No, guy. Paul. Paul's a great guy, um, and and he he was one of the first guys that came on to help us with camp. Uh, he was actually here at our gold show we had here in Arizona this weekend. We uh, oh. every year in Quartzsite we have a uh, what is now because there's not many other gold shows in the country. I would call it probably the biggest gold show in the country. We had a uh, along the lines of about forty vendors, and we had probably around five thousand people attend. Uh, wow. Because the weather's nice and something something for everybody from rock and gem all the way to gold prospecting equipment. We had a lot of different vendors that had a little bit of everything. Uh, but anyways, but going back to Paul, uh, he did come to the show this this weekend. He came and helped me out on Saturday. Uh, he wasn't feeling great, so he didn't come by on Sunday. But he's been uh, an uh, irreplaceable part of what we've done for the last two years. And uh, coming from somebody who's from Michigan, you know, how somebody could be that knowledgeable about prospecting and be able to give people that good of a time. I don't have a good answer for that, but he has <laughs> a lot of our guests really enjoy. Just a great guy. He's a <laughs> really great enjoy guy. Him being he works there. hard. And uh, we hope funny. that he'll continue to be a part of the team. Yeah, that's good. No, right Paul, on. Paul's a great guy. Um, GoPro Unlimited is wondering, can can your customers bring their own firearms? Sure can. Absolutely. So basically when it comes to firearms, there's a couple ways to get firearms up to Alaska. Um, because most people don't have to lay over in Canada, we don't have too many restrictions. Uh, you just got to declare them when you come into the airport and have a, a good locking hard case to put them in and, uh, and then pick them up on your way out. Some people who drive up to Alaska and just are making part of their trip, just what making us part of their trip. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of them will ship their guns to a dealer in Alaska. And then once they get there, they can pick them up. Yeah. Um, so 
depends on the individual. Uh, I know that when I went through Vegas the last time with a, a big case that had five pistols, a uh, semi-automatic shotgun and a rifle in it, it took me a little while to get through, but you know, yeah. I got through. Well, I'm a big proponent of the fat friend. You bring, you bring a fat friend when you go prospecting. You can run faster. Right, so, right. No need for a gun. Just leave him behind. Uh, my friend Rachel from New Jersey, she says the next time she's up in Maine, she wants a pan for gold. Cool. Uh, yeah, I, I help contribute. Well, tell her, tell to her to her. follow us. Tell her to follow Central Maine Gold Prospectors on Facebook. I have and, a link in the description, Rach. Oh, because we have outings every month. We have meetings every month. We have plenty of people and we'll be happy to take her. We'll even provide the equipment. There you go, sis. Yeah, she came to Gold Rush Days a couple of times here and camped with me. And mm. uh, we, I think I got, she's a really good detectorist. Um, but I think she caught the gold bug just a smidgen, you know. Um, yeah, some of this Ohio uh, fly poop, but she found yeah. some. Well, the thing about the monsters, it'll find fly poop. It'll find anything. <laughs> That's one of the problems. It's kind of really too sensitive. But, you know, you can play around with sensitivity. Keith Dyer, welcome. And I saw someone else in here drain the swamp 2024 campsite. Good to see you, buddy. Yeah. Uh, Hi, I Keith. Saw, How are you, bud? I saw another name I never seen before in here, and I want to say hi. Uh, welcome, Daniel. Good to see you, Daniel True. Oh, Dan True, great guy. Hi, Dan. Welcome, welcome. How hey. about Dale Covey? Covey. Uh, You've met Dale. He came with me last year. Yeah, I remember him. The real big dude, real quiet guy, hardly says I wish word. I didn't, but I do. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he hardly talks. you got to pry the words out of his mouth. Is hey, Miller out there? It's hard to tell who's out there. Yeah. Only so many people talk, but I love my lurkers, too. Um, let me see. Um, now, some people want, might want to know is... Um, went over that um are there any community engagements uh, in initiatives or partnerships with local businesses um, that may be so, in the area so the short answer is yes um so <laughs> but it's kind of full circle because we're such a small town right so in central We've only got basically three businesses. You've got the post office, you got the museum, and you got the roadhouse. And that's we're the roadhouse. Right. And uh, so we support the museum the best we can. And I'm also the president of our mining district up there. 
Uh, we're trying to bring the mining district back to life and support land rights and try to keep our, our miners protected uh, from irresponsible uh, attacks upon mining, you know, because most of our miners in our area are very responsible. They know what they need to do to try and keep things open for everybody and uh, they don't cause any problems for anybody. And so we have a great mining district in our area. So I support that by volunteering to be the president, but we also uh, support the local museum, the Circle Mining District Museum uh, through just general donations. And also every year in July, the last Saturday of July. Uh, so for those of you who are thinking about coming to the camp, wanna uh, enjoy what the museum has to offer, uh, the last week, the last Saturday in July is a great opportunity uh, because we have what's called the Miner's Picnic. And the Miner's Picnic is when almost all the miners in our district take a day off. Uh, the night before we roast a pig and we do a big potluck. The whole community comes and does that. Uh, we do a big raffle. We get donations from a lot of the businesses that the miners spend money at uh, through the summer. Uh, and uh and then whatever donations we get, we raffle off and all the money goes to the museum. Very cool. Um, my friend Outdoor Wally from New York, uh, were you on the GPA Alaskans videos? Yes. Uh, yeah. uh, it's like, do uh, I recognize Blake from the old Gold Fever Alaska shows? Yeah, um, that would be me. <laughs> and Nick Wayne or Wayne Nick says, "Hey Wayne," and Dale Cove says, Kobe <laughs> says, "I'm here." Good. <laughs> hey Kirk, how you doing? Secret Creek prospecting. Good to see you. Sweaters, hoodies, keeping me warm tonight, and down <laughs> in my studio, buddy. Um, now I, I'm sure you have a real good safety program there and, and cause you know, being out in a remote AK, I, I'm sure, uh, you, you have a really good means to take care of something if the if the poo hits the fan some way or another sure so we are we are rural alaska and every year we try to figure out what we need to do to make it better you know because it is rural and things are definitely slower where we're at so one thing that uh lisa and i have decided to do this year is set up a mobile station at Portage Creek and a mobile station at Deadwood Creek. And, and those are the two main creeks that we have the most of our claims on. But we're going to set up Starlink systems that operate during all hours of the day so that if customers have an issue, let's just say uh, Wayne has a heart attack and somebody's with them and they have an emergency and they need to make a call, rather than driving 12 or 13 miles down the road to the roadhouse to let us know, they can actually make a Wi-Fi call to us right there from Starlink and let us know so that we can get the ball rolling as fast as possible. Yeah. Uh, while we're on the subject, David Villa is like a closest hospital near camp. So Fairbanks is the closest, and they can handle your 
your standard basic things like if you lacerated yourself, you have a broken bone, things like that. Uh, if it's more serious, then they're probably going to take you down to Fairbanks. Uh, or I'm sorry, Fairbanks. Yeah, right. I just said that. Anchorage. Right. <laughs> and 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 uh, we've had a couple times. So uh, like back when I was running the camp up in Nome, we had one lady who flipped her bike on the beach and, and ended up being really messed up. And they had to fly her to Anchorage and then all the way down to Seattle. So, uh, but we've got the connection that'll get you to Fairbanks, which is the next step to Anchorage. Uh, and if they can't handle it, they can, you get can actually Seattle. buy. You can actually buy an insurance policy if it's a concern. It's under a hundred dollars, okay. and that'll pay. That'll pay to fly you out. So, okay, you know, like light flight or something like that. Yeah, huh? life flight helicopter. It's like that. Yeah. Yeah. Now, yeah. Um, I've had a couple of people now asking on Nugs, Troy Johnson and Jason Colorado, uh, wondering how big of the gold you guys find it on. Well, so I, go ahead. I'll let you go first, Wayne. No, I was going to say the gold is excellent. Every camp I've ever been to, I've found gold. I've been doing this a long time, though, but. The Skookum Gold is excellent. Uh, you have to prospect for the gold. It's not a pay pile, but the gold is plentiful. And mm -hmm. uh, Paul is there to help. Lake is there to help. If you don't have experience, they have to put you, you know, on a gold-bearing place for sure. Right. And uh, the gold is good. In fact, I, I think we could show you some gold in a minute here. <laughs> yeah, I know a couple uh of guys are already... Been chomping on the bit for some teas. Go ahead, Blake. But to answer the nugget question, to be more specific to nuggets, mm -hmm. and and you know we're 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 completely transparent. So Portage Creek is not known for nuggets. Uh, in the hundred and ten or one hundred and fifteen year history of that creek, uh, the two large two out of the three largest nuggets ever found on that creek we found at our mine, which is just above where the the patented property is where everybody gets to go play mm -hmm. um and it was 1.65 ounces and uh 1.03 ounces which as far as being an all-time record is really not high compared to other creeks but that particular creek has consistent chunky gold so even if you pan out your fine gold and look at it under magnifications it's very chunky yeah. um, now deadwood creek which we have other claims on um is known for larger gold uh, as a matter of fact, a guy that has a claim just upstream from us, uh, he was high banking and he high banked a three ounce nugget. And he only know, knew he found it because it landed on his toe off the grizzly. Uh, That's <laughs> awesome. So, so I don't want to set the wrong expectation with people. I really want people oh. to know what they're getting into when they come up. And uh, is there a chance for nuggets? Absolutely. Uh, will you find gold when you come up? Absolutely. Uh, how much will you find? It's entirely up to you. Uh, but we really hope that the, the cost of the trip is worth the experience and the gold is a bonus. Absolutely. I tell everybody, you don't prospect for gold to get rich. You, mm. you do it for the experience. And for me, the experience is I'm the first human being that ever saw the gold. I dug it out of the ground and I just go, wow, That's it's been right. down there for millions and millions of years. And uh, But you will find gold. There's no question about it. How much effort you put in 
Well, isn't it always like that? You know, if you're going to... Yeah, it seems to be. <laughs> if you're going to sit on the gravel bar with uh, on your lounge chair, on your yep. beach chair, and have mm. a six-pack of beer, you know, that ain't, you might have a good time mm. and stuff. You'll find it aluminum that way. <laughs> yeah, right. And it ain't filling up your poke. And we're not in the days of yesteryear where aluminum was actually worth more than gold so yeah, exactly. so <laughs> you move that shovel or that nozzle you'll oh, yeah. add to that poke right absolutely absolutely and you know we all love it or we wouldn't do it right right as one of my guests said only people that understand are the ones that already have the bug, you know. Yep. Absolutely. Like Blake said, though, once you find gold, that's it. You know, there's nothing else like it. Definitely. Definitely. It's nice, like you said, Wayne, being the very first one Absolutely. since creation yep. to lay eyes upon it. Yeah, when Hold you it. look down and you can see the gold without shoveling it, you go, man, it doesn't get better than this. You know, just pick it up with your fingers. Uh, you're right, Johnson from Wisconsin. Gold in your <laughs> pan is like holding a rainbow on your hand. There you go. Yeah. That's right. And I'll tell you a little I... story about Dan. So I didn't know Dan before we opened up the gold camp. And, uh, when he found out we had it, I don't even know how he found out about us. Maybe he can tell you so I know. <laughs> uh, but he brought four, I think it was four people up with him the first year. This was our opening year. Uh, had a blast. And then last year, he brought up, I think, six people with him. Mm -hmm. And not only that, the winter prior, he actually volunteered to come up because our bar is also the uh, finish line for the Yukon Quest, which is the second biggest yep. sled dog race in Alaska and and so we've become really 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 good friends over these last couple of years and in 2024 he's actually bringing 11 people with him um to come great up to the job. camp at the very end of the season and yeah. he's a great guy he loves prospecting he also loves my other passion which is fireworks oh and, uh, he's got the best and, fireworks uh, <laughs> and we're gonna have a good time this summer. So, Dan, I'm glad you're watching. Thanks for for watching uh, the stream yep. here. Yeah, definitely, to it, Dan. And I hope to see you come back, Dan and Dale and Nick oh, yeah. and the rest of you. They're all good people, even Dale. <laughs> <laughs> uh... Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm just being diplomatic. I'm just kidding. Two thumbs up. Yeah. Now, how do you approach accessibility uh, making gold prospecting and the outdoor activities uh, inclusive for people with varying levels of physical abilities? So that's something that we're working on really hard this year. We've got a big a big project ahead of us that we hope we can accomplish. And so we always try to make things as available as available to as many ability levels as possible. Uh, mm -hmm. But this year, if we can accomplish our goal of uh, bringing an excavator down to Skookum, 
to not only uh, make digging safer for the people that want to dig into those virgin areas, mm-hmm. but also to make piles for people that are less capable. Exactly. Uh, I'll be really happy. And that's our big goal for this year. Yes, and I hope you achieve it in high levels. Uh, thanks for becoming a new subscriber and a welcome to the Flash Fam, Johnson from Wisconsin. And you never know if you're up on the Lake Superior beach mining, I might run into you someday. Um, now, my friend Jeff, he's a liar from Utah. All of them there are liars. They say there's no gold there, but I I, I know different. But Jeff, good friend, GoPro Unlimited. Uh, can customers buy adult beverages on the claim? I don't know so, if they... <laughs> so we are, so I will say that uh, Skookum is the only gold camp that is a roadhouse, which means we have a bar and restaurant. There so, you go, uh, Jeff. When you're done with your day, we have a full bar with uh, beer and wine and hard alcohol. Yep. Uh, if you want to buy liquor to go and you're going to take it out to the claims and, and drink it responsibly because you are driving my ATVs, uh, we are okay with that. But, you know, all we ask is that we use responsibility. You know, we don't want anybody to get into an accident with themselves or with other people. Uh, nothing wrong yeah. with having a beer. But you got to do it responsibly. Right, right. Absolutely. Definitely, definitely. Uh, Brad, now I know you're lying, Brad. He says no gold in Australia either. There's no gold nowhere. And <laughs> David, you got your answer. It's not bring your own booze at Skookum Gold Camp. They have a roadhouse. Yep. They've got everything you can think of. Even free laundry. I mean, you can't beat right. that. Now, now, Troy, we we touched base a little bit on this, Troy, but I doubt if Blake will mind going back to it. Uh, Troy asked, and GoPro Unlimited, Jeff Miller asked before, uh, pretty much the same question, uh, is a fishing license included in the package? No. There's so, no fish in license, the creek. <laughs> uh, so first, the first answer is the fishing license is not included. But if you want to get a fishing license, we've got enough internet where we can get you one. Okay. Uh, we do have fishing rods and reels uh, with line available to you. Uh, mm-hmm. You either have to bring your own lure, or you got to buy one because I don't know about you, but I've lost plenty of lures in my day. So, right. <laughs> so uh, we do have fishing rods and reels and line. We have the ability for you to get a fishing license, um, but the price of the fishing license is not included. And you can choose whether you want a one-day, three-day, seven-day, 14-day, or a season license. And they're not too bad. The full season is like 140 bucks, if I'm not mistaken, and a day is, I think, 15 or 20 bucks. So it's it's, it's not going to break the bank. Uh, and, and the closest creek to us that has fish would be called Crooked Creek, which is right next to the restaurant. And you can walk right over to the bridge and have a chance of catching Arctic grayling there. And if you want to catch Northern Pike, we can guide you over to Birch Creek where you'll have an opportunity to catch the larger fish. Okay, so you do have fish, some fishing in the local area, just 
not in the stream you mine in per se uh, so deadwood creek which is where the dredging and metal detecting is most popular they do have the arctic railing Portage Creek, which is where we do a lot of high banking and sluicing, mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. creek doesn't actually hit any other body of water. It actually goes underground. You uh, were saying great that when earlier. it comes to a regulation perspective, because we don't have to deal with the fish, um, but it isn't conducive to fishing. But you have to pass uh, at least two other fish bearing creeks yeah. on your way back to the roadhouse. So there's lots yeah. of fishing opportunities. Excellent. Hey, Graveyard Prospecting. Hope you're doing well, Mitch. Wonder if any more Oregonians are in the house. Uh, no, it's not in Maine, Mitch. It's in Alaska. Central Alaska. Um... In the description, there's links to skookumgoldcamp.com, uh, also to their Facebook group, their whatever links they have are down in the description, along with Wayne's link to yep. uh, Central Maine gold prospectors Pro. club that can, wayne's the president of they can but, dm me on facebook you know they can send me an email whatever they'd like excellent excellent okay yeah Asked you that one. Um, considering the seasonal nature of gold prospecting, uh, what plans does Skookum Gold Camp have uh, to attract visitors during different times of the year, uh, if it's possible? Um, yeah, so it is actually. We've got other opportunities that it's going to take us some time because we've only had the roadhouse for a couple of years. Right. Um, but my wife and I have talked about how do we get people up there in the wintertime, for example. Now, the sled dog race is great, but it's only four days long. Uh, so we've talked about some ideas, and I don't know which ones will come to fruition. But the one that I like the most uh, would be uh, in the wintertime. So we have some patented properties about 12 miles from the roadhouse. And if we can plow and keep it plowed, uh, we're talking about maybe some snowmobile adventures for Northern Lights, for example um uh, and and stuff like that um uh, then also we have a big christmas party a big new year's party that we do um uh, all of which again we're in mostly darkness that time of year so for people that have an interest in uh seeing the northern lights and doing it in a part of the the state where you're not as congested as like say anchorage or other places mm -hmm. uh we're a great opportunity for that and and our hotel rooms are quite a bit cheaper than staying in the big city too so uh and, and as time goes on we're going to come up with other things that will hopefully be attractive to people to help you know not only get us through the winter uh, but but give people an opportunity that maybe they wouldn't have had otherwise excellent excellent so sounds like you're want to expand but still keep that um 
nice, small, intimate, friendly feeling, you know. That's right. Yeah, I don't I don't want us to be a big operation. Like I said, when I worked for GPA, we had up to 110 guests a week. And it was fun, but it wasn't personal. And to me, if you're coming to a place like that, personal is better because it'll help you learn more. Uh, it'll help you build relationships with the crew and the guests better. Uh, and and I and ultimately, hopefully, it'll it'll create an experience for you that'll want make you want to come back. And that's what we hope for. And so so yeah, we're not we're never gonna grow beyond our britches. Uh, uh, we we want to give everybody who comes up, whether it be for the gold camp or just for a burger, uh, a great experience. Uh, I want to thank Terry Marshall, my friend from down under, for the. Fifteen dollars Australian super chat. Thank you, brother. Terry Marshall is a opal and gold miner from Lightning Ridge, Australia, and thereabouts. <clears throat> Thank you, sir. Shoot, I should have figured out more questions. Uh, they've been waiting pretty good. Um, would you gentlemen have anything to to quench their thirst on on what we you, fondly call here gold porn? <laughs> well, let me pour. Let me pour this. This is some fine gold. Let me pour this in a pan so it's easier to see. Okay, Brad. You better go slow, uh, Wayne. I'll be right back. <laughs> Let me blow up Wayne and uh Okay. That way then I'm, oops. Then I'm gonna throw a couple nuggets in. Okay, I gotta fix the screen because I had it all set up for all of you on it. So I just uh, need shrink okay. it down a little on my end. So let me Tilt the pan and see if you can see it. Let's see. Oh, yeah. Gold Chevy, hang on. <laughs> I'll tilt the iPad. So you this this oh, this kind of reminds me of a time when I uh, one of my late co-hosts, he's not late as in passed away, Toledo <laughs> Jess. He's got too busy to continue the show. Uh, but one day he was showing me and our other friend Dano some gold in his pan, but he had water in it and it wasn't oh, a dry pan. And oh. he goes to show us, and next thing you know, it's pouring on his laptop, and all we saw was lights out black. That's lovely. <laughs> oh, man. Maybe I'll see these nuggets here. There we go. Oh yeah, those are some nice nuggets. Look at it's all of, it's all Alaska gold. That looks good, but you no, know, it's fun to you know dig up there because you find color just about in every can, right. and uh, you know so you basically test pan until you find the best color, right? And then you set up over that you know, with your high banker or you know dredge. In fact, this year he's talking about getting a couple. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if you've ever heard of a whizbanger, but it's a sluice for land, basically, that has a suction nozzle. 
And so as long as you have water on the ground, you can feed it. Uh, so it's yeah, not like a jet, not like a jet nozzle for underwater. Right. But they work very well. I've used them in California. Uh, for doing some booming on the bars, huh? No, this was uh, actually right in a claim uh, down in Pine Grove. Well, and, what uh, I mean by booming is is dry land dredging. Oh, exactly then, yeah. Like with yeah. a hydrophores uh, exactly. dredge nozzle and stuff. Yeah, Exactly, yep. Uh-oh, here we go. Now hey, Evergreen Prospectors. Okay, I'm going to pin you. All up. right, here we go. Look at that. Here's some gold barn for you. <laughs> okay, wait. wait I, I need to pin you up and get it so yeah. everything isn't totally instant during the show, unfortunately. I just have an awesome audience that bears with us. There's some gold porn for you, boys and there's girls. Some, there's some real scooping gold. There's about a pound of gold sitting there. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Troy pound, Troy pound. You guys know the difference between a Troy pound and a regular pound, right? Oh, yeah. It's yep. like the difference right. of the Troy ounce and an ounce. <laughs> I, I had an argument with the gentleman difference. I worked with one time i i'm like you know to get an ounce of gold that's 31 grams and he goes that ain't an ounce 27 grams <laughs> that, that ain't an ounce it's only 28 and i go no the bankers and stuff screwed the miners way back when a troy ounce mm -hmm. is does not weigh the same as the standard down. It's 31.1 or something like that. Yep. Yep. Um, I should have something posted below for some merch, Secret Creek Prospecting, but take a look at what I got and let me know what you like. Because I like the hoodie you sent me. So, uh, but there's a link for merch down below and on my channel in the shop, Secret Creek. Uh, but, um, what else can we? Um, David Villa says Roaring Camp visited a lot. Well, that's close to you. And I know. Wayne's been to Roaring Camp. Been to Roaring, yep, down in California, Pine Grove. Yep. Now, since you worked for the GPA for a while, did you ever do anything at Italian Bar or yeah. like Burnt River Camp or anything like that also? Yeah, so when I started working for GPAA, um, uh, wasn't long before I started being in charge of all of their outings and expeditions. And so I did outings on all of their camps from Italian bar and Burnt River all the way down to Dahlonega down at, uh, 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 in Georgia, North Carolina, Vein Mountain up into Michigan when they had their property up there. And and up Athens, the... yeah. Yep. 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 As a matter of fact, uh, 
it was uh, right after the Athens outing that I ran in uh, what 2010 that my wife and I got married because my wife is from about 20 minutes from there. Hmm. And uh, so, yeah, um, I got to do all of that. And I really, really, really enjoyed spending time, especially down uh, at Italian Bar. Italian Bar is a special place for us. We spent a lot of time down there. Uh, once the Alaska expedition was done every summer, uh, the next event for me was the Motherload expedition. Okay. And they don't do it anymore. But the Motherload expedition was down at the historic site of Pine Log which was a town that existed on the South Fork of the Stanislaus River in Motherlode country. And uh, when I was doing that, uh, especially the main year, my wife and kids, uh, they would stay over at Italian bar uh, in a friend of ours trailer. And then on the weekends, we get back together, you know, in between, in between weeks. Right. And uh, that's a special place. You know, it's, it's got so much old gold rush history. I love it. Matter of fact, uh, right outside the porch here, um, I have a pick head. So a uh, little bit of gold rush history. Uh, that, that particular river didn't have a lot of water. And so there was times in the year where the water's really low. So a lot of the miners would dam their section up, their, their claim up. You know, because there wasn't a whole lot of rules back then. Right. And occasionally their crew dams wouldn't hold up and then it would flood all the miners downstream. And uh, so uh, once dredging was banned in 2009, we had to figure out, well, what do we do now? Right. Um, so we decided to high bake and we picked a spot where we hand sampled and found some gold and decided, okay, let's do a hand-operated open pit line, basically, for lack of better words. And so we did, and we just kind of leveled ourselves down. And as we got down and down and down to probably like the three or four foot level, we hit modern trash, like an old screwdriver, a rubber cone from the right. highway up the hill and, you know, <laughs> stuff like that. And then we kept going and going and going. And this hole was probably... I don't know, 20 or 25 feet wide by 25 or 30 feet long. And this is hand excavated, mind you. And we kept going down and down and down and down. And once we got to about the six foot layer, uh, we had a lot of water infiltrating from the river. So we constantly had to create a low spot and keep water pumping out. Right. Uh, and then keep working our way down, always maintaining a low spot. And when we got to about nine feet below the current river level uh we ran into this just boulders so my opinion is uh that was never worked below that we started getting some really good gold nice specimens and chunky nuggets uh but we also ran into gold rush era uh relics so we found a couple of wedges uh we found one pick head that was partially worn out and then we found another pick head that uh, was hardly worn out at all. So if you go back to what I said about the miners creating their own dams, mm -hmm. uh, if one of those dams bursts because of a, a flood or whatever, yeah. it's just going to make things worse. And and back in the gold rush, a pick was probably going to cost you an ounce of gold. So that tells you what the value was to them back then. Um, all right. So to find a fully intact, if you've got a second, I'll just grab it real quick. Sure. Uh, a fully intact pick head from that era tells you something happened that was not planned. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, definitely, you know, especially yeah. the play how the merchants really gouged 
uh, oh, the miners and stuff. Yep. So yep. here's that pick head. Wow. That, that's a cool <laughs> rally. See the rock all rusted into the middle and everything. Wow. Uh, there was quite a bit more rusted onto it initially, but a lot of it's flaked off it's over the last used. 12 years. Right. Uh, but you can see, look how sharp the tip is there. Yeah. Look at the, the tip point there. It was never used. Nobody's going to throw that away during the gold no, rush. No, no, no. Yeah, wow. something happened. Cool. Now, well, there's a story to that pick we'll never know, but we can kind of figure that something unexpected happened. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, now, I, 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 I brought up Burnt River Camp because I've been to the Burnt River Camp. I've been mm -hmm. to the Scott uh river camp also there too yep uh, i wonder what years you were there if, so cause... so the first year i went to uh the first camp i went to uh would have been uh scott river and this would have been in 2006 so uh when i when oh, i that's long first past started... time then <laughs> okay yeah so when i first started getting involved with GPA, uh, I was doing photography, a lot of like ghost town photography. And I decided to bend at all the different gold shows on the West coast. And so I did Vegas, I did, I did SoCal and then I did Vegas. And then I did, mm -hmm. uh, I think it was Lancaster and then Redding, California. And the next one was in Oregon. And I had some time in between. So I actually went over to Scott river and that's when I met a guy named Klondike Mike and his wife and and we uh uh mike and kathy and i was just in my pickup truck and and they didn't know me from adam but when they seen how cold it was we had this freaking storm coming through and it was snowing it was raining it was just miserable I'm like we'll just come over here and sleep in the office you can sleep on the floor <laughs> so i slept in the floor of scott river the first time i went there and it was thanks to those guys and it kept me nice and warm cool Cool. Yeah, I found a really nice nugget at the Scott River Camp. Very nice. Biggest in my life. Nice. It's about 90, 93. Okay. My youngest son was two years old when I found it. But I, I used to go sell uh, prospecting goods at LDMA outings and stuff. Okay. And way back in the day, I would drag my kids all over the West Coast, Washington, Oregon, Northern Cal. And there's worse things you could do. That's for my, sure. I, I wouldn't drive any really farther down than like Wairica and Burnt, uh, Klamath area, Sisaku, because. Um, that was already 12 hour, 24, 12 hour drive from my house. It was 24 hours from where I lived in Washington to Anaheim. And my parents would drive up and meet me at Scott River Camp and up in that area or uh, Gold Hill or something. And I'd come down and meet them. And yep. instead of us going all the way down to Anaheim or they coming all the way up to Northwest Washington. 
Um, shoot. Side goal porn. Any other questions any of you have in the chat? Make sure to tag me so I see it. Uh, we can get back to talking about Skookum, uh, Skookum Gold Camp. I, I know what's funny, Kirk. I always think about Skookum Creek and uh, Whatcom County um, back home <laughs> when I see the name. Yeah. Um, but uh, Blake, you still have your shop? In quartzite, yes, he does. Uh, you Look, can right also, here. Uh, plug yeah, right here. plug Miners Depot in Quartzsite, Arizona. Here it is. As a matter of fact, I'll give you the quickie. There you go, Miners Depot. <laughs> Come and visit. What are your hours and days that you're open? Uh, so Miners Depot is only open during the winter. Uh, because summers are too slow up here. And you're uh, in we're open approximately November 1st until April 1st. So I'm here right now. Lisa, my wife, and the kids, they're up in Alaska keeping the roadhouse going. And uh, we are open from 8 until 5, seven days a week. Um, depending on how busy it is, once we get into March, we might close one day, but we'll update that on Google. So if anybody's interested in coming down, uh, we'll know ahead of time. Okay, excellent. Uh, do you do you offer uh, any like? Do you have claims in Arizona? People could uh, buy a membership or day use or anything too. Uh, kind of. So uh, I used to be the president of the local club here in town called the Quartzsite Melotechnic Club, uh, which has been around since the '80s. And we still support them by selling their memberships for them. They're local. They've got over 400 acres of claims right here in the Quartzsite area. And you can join the club through us or through any of their events uh, for 20 bucks for the whole year, good till the end of the year. Uh, and you get a, a membership card, you get a badge, and you also get a book uh, that has maps and directions and all the important information that you need to get out to the claims. And if you talk to me, I can give you some suggestions. Some of the claims I used to own, um, and I can get you a point in the right direction of where I found gold before. And although I can't promise you'll find gold there, at least you'll be pointed in the right direction. Right. Excellent. I, I, I do have the link to uh, Miners Depot uh facebook page down in the description also if you want to reach out to blake that way and, and uh the, yes the sir. club's webpage is real easy it's just quartzite metal detecting club.com there you go um so do you do you do anything with like Gold Fever Adventures with Jack Tucker or anything like um, that? He wants me to actually be on with him next week. I might do it. Uh, I've done it with him in the past. Uh, and uh, so maybe next Wednesday is what it's sounding like we're going to shoot for. Uh, and uh, if everything falls together like I think it will, you'll, you'll see me there next Wednesday. Yeah, besides wanting to stop by your shop and... and um... I wanted to go by and visit with Jack, but sure. the other half wouldn't let me. 
<laughs> oh, She's like, I know <laughs> you, Ed. We, we need to make it past Tucson by tonight, and you'll sit here and want to talk half the day or go out, find some gold or something. Yeah. Next time, plan an extra week. Yeah, again, <laughs> I, I, I was already in Southern California a week and <laughs> ended up having to take another week off. It was during Christmas time, so I know you would have been open. Yeah. So next time, I'll, I'll make it a planned trip. It wasn't planned at all. I should have been on a plane. Um, how the metal detecting at Skookum Creek, uh, what has been found? So uh, Portage Creek, so there's, there's three different creeks that we have that are our main uh, creeks that we have claims on. There's Portage Creek. There's what we call Portage Proper, which is another creek that feeds into Portage Creek. And then there's Deadwood Creek. Uh, so uh, both of the Portage Creeks don't have a lot of giant gold. The largest gold that we've ever found, uh, which is two out of the three largest pieces ever found, as I mentioned before, uh, was 1.65 ounces and 1.03. Um, so... Uh, if you have a gold monster, if you borrow a gold monster from the camp, uh, there is gold that is gold monster sized. Uh, we've also had some people that come in with like Mind Lab 6000s, which are good for depth, but also good for sensitivity to small gold that have found some gold. Uh, but that creek is not famous for big nuggets. Okay. Now, Deadwood Creek on the other side of things is uh, known for larger gold than Portage Creek. Like I mentioned earlier, the guy that had a uh, a three ounce nugget fall off the grizzly of his high banker and land on his foot. Right. Uh, so, so there is the potential for that. Uh, for those of you who've ever heard of the, the gold cube, which I think is probably most of you, um, my friend, Mike, he comes up um, almost every year, sometimes more, sometimes less. Uh, he came up in the fall and, and we went out, we did some detected. He actually found a few nuggets on Portage, even though there's not big gold there. Uh, then we went out to Deadwood. He actually found a five grammar. Nice. Um, which is a pretty good sized piece of gold. So, uh, are you going to find Mike any two or three ounces? Probably not. Anything's possible, but I just want to set the right expectation. You know? Right, sure. right. Uh, do you offer any discounts for veterans or service personnel? So Active our goal, duty. you know, we're we're really passionate about prospecting. We want to extend that opportunity to as many people as possible. Um, so we've tried to keep our prices as portable as possible, uh, whether you're a veteran or not. So, uh, our base price with 2,500 bucks, which is for one person for one week is a lot cheaper than most of the other ones out there because it's all inclusive. Um, yep. and if you go for more than a week you, or you bring somebody with you, uh, that goes down to 2000. Um, so unfortunately to, to the short answer to your question is no. We want to make it well, affordable to... being that affordable, you know, plus it's, it's, everything's included, you know, unlike yep. some other camps where, you yep. know, this size dredge or that dredge or whatever is more, yep. Mining fees. the ATV is more, yep. you're paying for one. your fuel also. Yep. We want to. We don't want any surprises. So the only surprise will be 
if you like to have a beer, you come to the bar and you have a beer, you got to pay for your beer. That's that's the only thing that's not a good Okay, thing. now for GoPro yeah. Unlimited, does your bar stock tour, or I mean Corona, sorry, Jeff. Yes. Corona. Yes. So you're in luck, Jeff. There's Corona tequila at the bar. Corona, uh, corona and tequila. So. <laughs> Uh, my friend Orlando, he's a detectorist. Uh, you guys, please, when you can, after this great show, check out the new video, please. Found old silver. Come on. It's not really that type of show, Orlando, but I'll let it slide this time, bro. <laughs> GoPro Unlimited said, I'm sold. Hurry up, you better buy your spot quick, Jeff. They fill up quickly. Very quickly. Um, so this weekend, we had a, like I mentioned, our gold show here in Quartzite. We actually had 12 people sign up, which was, uh, we we have never really heavily promoted the camp yet like that. Yeah. And so it was pretty pretty encouraging. I've had two nice. people message me since we've been on. Yes, there you go. Bam, bam. <laughs> um, nice, nice. Um, any other questions, anybody? <laughs> well, if you don't mind, gentlemen... I, I know you're in Arizona. We're both on the East Coast. Lisa, I'm glad to see you're still joining us. Wish <laughs> she would have been able to stuff. connect with us. But I wish we, we could see her. We, we know how technology and communication networks can be, especially yeah. in parts of Alaska. This is a sweet lady. I don't know how Blake got so lucky, but you know, squirrel can find it. Won the lottery. <laughs> there you go. The real gold of Skookum Creek. Everybody, right. come to Alaska. Come to Alaska. You got to do it. I'll get there one day, I swear, Wayne. You got to do it. I, I, won't regret I, it. I have a list and a map full of want to go places well i only have a few things on my bucket list one was earthquake and that happened the time before last i was in alaska so i'm sure blake's gonna find me a nice ufo and then i'm done you know so. he's gotta come when it's dark enough to see him well i'm gonna be there when it's dark this year now I know you are. do you plan yes. on adding videos to a youtube channel or to your <laughs> Facebook and stuff in the yeah. future? Yeah, um, so the first couple of years have just been pretty hectic with just focusing on trying to make sure everything goes as smooth as possible. Uh, but we do have a YouTube called Skookum Gold Camp. Uh, and we don't have any recent videos, uh, but we do plan over the next couple months uh, to start making some videos to ramp up for the season and then also uh, uh, have more videos live out on site because uh with with us adding a starlink setup 
on both of the sites. Oh, um, this will be the first time we'll be able to live. We could even live stream right there while people are digging yeah. for gold, which there is really exciting. That, that, that's that'd awesome. Be, that'd be wicked cool. Yeah. That, that. I can make all my friends jealous too. Right. There you go. There's nothing better than hearing it. Like, there's nothing better than hearing it from people like Wayne or our other guests. Because I didn't know Wayne until he came up as a guest of the camp. Yeah. And he fell in love with it. So hearing it from people who don't know me and are giving you their personal experience is way more valuable than hearing it from me. Yeah. Um, Prospector Paul has videos of last summer up there. He does. Yeah. There's quite a few. So if you just YouTube Skookum Gold Camp, you're going to find all kinds of different videos. Some of them are from Paul. Uh, some of them are from Johnson, Wisconsin. Uh, there's a, there's another friend named John Mallory. He made a video. He's into yep. ghosts. He He's into the ghost stuff. things, man. So yeah. none of them are from me. Uh, there's only a couple of videos at the very beginning that are from me. They're from people that have been there and they're sharing their experience with you. Yeah. Carl, Carl Miller's put a couple up, I think. Uh, a and t adventures in in england so we had a couple yeah. guys from england i think i told you earlier that came out yeah. and uh, they have a couple videos as well they're great yeah mm, i thought i had your channel in my description but i guess not <laughs> oh i'll get it there here yeah. after the show uh, thank you uh, it's easy. It's thank just... you, Bill, for <laughs> posting the link to their YouTube channel. I appreciate it, brother. Uh, well, we're going to have a change of pace on next week. Actually, the next two shows, everybody. Uh, I'm going to be having some return friends come join us from... Uh, they started off kind of metal detecting and snorkeling in rivers, cleaning up rivers. Now they're full blown into, uh, missing people, missing person, closed cold case, uh, wow. search and recovery. They do a, a lot of good out there. My mm. friend uh, Jacob from Chaos Divers is going to be joining joining us next week uh, with my good friend Rose Knows Treasure as my guest goes. And then the week after that, we're having uh, the thumb. Nail says exploring with Nug Jeremy, but it's going to be changing to wrecked recovery because we're going to be also having uh, Adam Brown Adventures joining us that week where him and Jeremy work really tight together on many missing cases, missing person cases. Um, I appreciate all of you joining us tonight. Uh, Blake, thank you very much for taking your day, time, uh, joining us tonight. Thanks for having us. Your time's valuable. I hope to see you in the desert or on the river someday. Uh, we'll drag you up to Alaska. 
please Absolutely. do please do uh wayne same goes for you i hope to meet you one day on the river i hope you do too along and, with uh, you too thank you Lisa. for the opportunity and thanks for talking to us oh uh, yeah i had a great time it was a Me pleasure too. uh all of you out there my friends flash fam uh personal friends and future friends i hope one day to see you on the river also until then may you always have a flash in your pan uh but i gotta go to the bathroom really bad and <laughs> all right i don't want to put up a picture and have them sitting here Henning Solo, try and figure out what to do. Yeah. <laughs> so, good night, everybody. Good night. We'll On that out. note, we're out of here. I'll talk to you soon, Blake. Good night. Take care. Bye-bye, Lisa. Thank you, Wayne. Thank you, Lisa. <laughs> good night, everybody. Five, four, <laughs> three, two, one. Thank <laughs> you.